0: at Boyle sports we are taking darts to the next level bet 10 pounds on the boil sports world grand prix and new customers will get 20 pounds in free bets customers can also enjoy the daily full house price boosts on every player and every match boil sports this is betting
1: good morning well, that feels weird to say at the start of a show uh, welcome to the fallout bar uh, myself jack garwood i'm joined by the wonderful mr phil bars live from his hotel room in leicester um Thank you for joining us early this morning. Phil, I think we made the right decision after the
0: finish time last night of, of night two of the World Grand Prix. Uh, yeah, look, absolutely. Look, I just don't get it, is the, the thing. that Arguably, the tie of the round going on at quarter to midnight, whatever it was, I just don't get it. Last year, I'm sure we started at six for these opening... Ties, and that extra hour is huge. And look, you guys that support us are, are fantastic. And asking you to do a full out at quarter to one in the morning, it just wasn't happening.
1: Well, we didn't finish till quarter to one the night before, so to start one at that time would have been just ridiculous. And I guess that, that this gives us a little bit of a chance to look back at it. Some people will have fallen asleep. So the back end of the show, when we talk about the last couple of games and then start looking ahead to tonight now. Hopefully it gives people the chance to catch up a little bit. They can go and catch up with uh, some highlights if the PDC put them out as well. Um, But there is a lot of debate around the timing and scheduling of this event, especially in the first two rounds. I wouldn't be against... I appreciate that it's difficult to get a crowd there, but an extra two days would give you the weekend to start with as well, which just launches your tournament that little bit better, play best of five sets... Like you get in round two, so the players get a little bit more time to settle. Your standard goes up, and then you can play four games a night instead of eight. It, yeah, it just no. yeah, hundred percent. It's just it's because just that extra hard. hour before on a Monday or Tuesday night, you're still struggling to get people there after work.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just too crammed.
1: Yeah, and I think let's let's not be too hasty in this as well. I did see plenty of comments floating around saying this doesn't happen in Dublin. It does. And it, it does, definitely yeah. does happen yeah. at City West. Yeah. There are some nights it's even worse at the City West because the fact that the City West is not in Dublin. <laughs> it's 40 minutes outside of Dublin.
0: It's 100%. It's, this isn't just a Leicester thing. This is just a World Grand Prix thing.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Right, let's look back at the action and eight matches uh, for us to talk about. Um, I'll be honest, in comparison to night one, night two was a little bit flat in terms of standard and perhaps it wasn't given the best platform. Madders Rasma beating Ryan Searl 2-1 to open. Very, very scrappy game. Searle averaging 80 as the high point of the match, um, but just four from 22 on the outer ring for him is the killer as Madders Rasma takes this one 2-1 in sets.
0: Yeah, look, no, I was expecting more, if I'm being honest. Uh, especially from Ryan Searle. That first set that he lost, I think he was averaging 64 or, or something around, along those lines. I was, I was expecting a little bit more from him and look, both of them in that final set, the composure went completely um, and, and Rasma did enough to get over the line. But on that performance, I don't see him going much further. Now, look,
1: in terms of a player, I think Rasma is one of the most comfortable Traveling around the board. He's very, very adept with that. But I also think that means that much like his scoring phase, he favours the double-A to start a little bit. But if it goes wrong, I think he's that quick to just jump around that he never really settles. in Price is the complete opposite. And we'll talk about him shortly where he knows he's going in on top and if it doesn't work, he's got a second dart. I think Rasmus is just one of those players that will just scatter everywhere. And when you're struggling for composure and you just need something to settle yourself down a little bit,
0: that's not quite there for him. Oh, completely.
1: 100%. In terms of his opponent, Ryan so another disappointing performance on TV this year after such a promising 2021. Yet to really see him do damage this year, whether that be on the Pro Tour or on TV. Was was last year a bit of an anomaly or is the game still there for Ryan so
0: I think the game's still there, but I think people's mentality changed because they're not they don't go under the radar anymore we've heard Johnny Clayton speak about this quite openly that it's a different feeling going from the the hunter to the hunted and when Brian Sir went to the Players Championship final there's an expectation into his game people are then talking about him to go deep in tournaments I just think it takes a little bit of adjusting that mindset
1: yeah <coughs> Completely agree. Um, No clip for this one. We're going to move on to match number two, and another one that could have been a lot better than what it actually turned out. As Andrew Gilding in the first set was on track to put in one of the performances of the opening round. He looked unbelievably composed. Everything came off for him. um, Was banging in the maximums. We saw that thumbs up plenty of times. Um, But Ross Smith absolutely pinches a leg in the second set and it completely turns the match on its head and Gilding loses 16, 17 points off his average after that.
0: Look, Andrew Gilding is playing brilliantly. However, this is going back to when he was on tour the first time round as well. I believe right now there is a mental block on stage. It was the same at the match play. He was brilliant for two thirds of the game. But again, that final third went missing. I think he's one of these that once he gets over the line once, he will be okay. But it's doing it that first time for him, which he's struggling to do at the moment.
1: Yeah, completely makes sense. I'm just gonna throw you back to a comment from Mr Ward, he said, wouldn't say he's having a nightmare year, but drop standards admittedly, did come from nowhere, more or less. He'll be fine, he has a fantastic temperament. I think that's about Ryan. So Possibly. We just need to wait. The longer you're on one of these little slides, the more difficult it is to make that jump back to where you were. I think we've seen that with a lot of players, and we definitely will have spoken about that, about Adrian Lewis, and we'll definitely speak about that when we look ahead to tomorrow and tonight as well, by the way. Um, Ross Smith. Great year last year. Struggled at the start of 2021 perhaps not with the performance in this match, but in terms of results and performances since the the halfway point of this year, it's starting to look like he did last year.
0: Yeah, there are distinct spells and signs from Ross Smith that he's getting back towards the player that we know is in there. He openly spoke um, about making lifestyle changes, which is very positive to hear. And look, he's not the only one that is going to have to make these changes. He's identified it early, and there are others that are gonna to have to follow suit if they want to hit the high standards. Because we've spoken about being busy this year. When we see when you look at the schedule for next year, you are gonna to have to be fit physically and mentally. Forget whether you're good at darts or not. It's a it's an endurance test. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh I think the PDC could be a little bit thankful, as, as Daniel's got to go, so thanks for tuning in this morning, buddy. Um, I think the PDC might be a little bit thankful there was not a um, live lounge on Monday night because now I've actually had time to look into the calendar. There is one part of the schedule in particular that is meant completely uh,
0: yeah, we, spoke we spoke about it yesterday and, yeah. Yeah, it's a little nuts.
1: I was was looking for a free weekend to see friends from home, stumbled across it, and was like, Holy hell. We're we're just going to be on the ground. But look, as you said, Ross Smith has made lifestyle changes. He looks in great shape, stamina looks a lot lot better. And now we get to see if he can produce the level that I think he can reach. Because I think if Ross Smith keeps going on the curve that he's on at the minute, there's a top 16 player in there somewhere. 100%.
0: 100%. Completely agree. But he, I appreciate he, not everybody that. can be
1: top 16 because there is only 16 spots in there, but I, I think we're going to see a lot of changes to that in the next couple of years. Um, on to a player who is inside the top 16 and made this job look very, very comfortable indeed, despite having a bit of a stinker on his starting doubles. One leg in particular, 12 darts to get in. Um Danny Nopput completes a 2-0 win over Gabriel Clement, uh, I don't think this was ever in danger. Even with the way Danny Nopput started,
0: I just don't think this, he was ever under any threat in this match. No, I, I agree that I, I, I've been open and honest about this for, for a while. I've was I'm not, I'm not been convinced about Clement's on on TV and that hasn't changed. Well,
1: yeah,
0: look, I've tried to give him the support
1: of it and tried to say that should be a German and wanted to do. but he's a player that just needs to get results on TV in fact I'd say that about the majority of the German players right now they just need first round results on TV they need to get a foot in into these tournaments we'll talk about Martin schindler in a little while um, we've not seen um, Fabian schmutzler schmutzler or who's the handball player Florian Hempel Doreen Emple, we've not seen a great deal of him this year after looking so, so good last year. Um, I don't know if it's the pressure of being back home or if someone just needs that first-round game to go their way and get their way into a tournament and see what they can do. But a superb performance from Danny Knoppert. Number 10 in the world, UK Open champion. And we don't have his clip right now, but if you do want to listen to his interview in full, stay on our YouTube channel once we're finished and go and check that out but it's the first time I'm pretty sure that I've heard him mention that he has aspirations of playing in the Premier League. Now, anybody that watches us regularly knows my thoughts on coming out and saying that. Um, but there aren't many that are putting their hand up any higher than Danny Knopford right now for one of those spots.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it- I know that we laugh and joke about it, and it is your pet hate. And uh, when I sent you the the headline last night, we got the stupid. Um, but look, he has ultimately come out and said, "Look, I want one of those places." Will he get one? I don't know right now, but he's thrown his name into the mix.
1: Yeah, so look, the fact that there are only eight places means it's so much more difficult for him to go and get one, especially if. The top four automatically get picked once again because we know how much the PDC at that point value commercial assets over ability or achievement throughout the year in, in, in some of their selections. But, but he's certainly doing enough for me right now and another major final this year or a couple of semi-finals in, to add to that UK Open. Mark just doing enough to get Danny off a shot at the Travelling Roadshow, Show that is the Premier League. Um, On to match number four, Um, I know you mentioned a standout tie being on late, but pre-draw, this one was definitely up there, and this is one of the niche parts about the Grand Prix only having eight-seeded players because these two should not be meeting in the first round at all. Joe Cullen against Damon Hatter. Um, Both finished with exactly the same average, which was a little bit weird to see. Both won the same amount of legs, I believe, as well. Um, but this is set player. Joe Cullen makes the most of the timing of when he picks up
0: those legs. Yeah, look, it was it was an interesting game. I thought first set, they were both scrappy, played okay, but scrappy. Then Damon Heter was sensational in set two to level it up. But then also Joe Cullen showed great resistance and great resilience in that final set when it mattered to play some brilliant stuff as well. So it was a real... Game that the ebbed and flowed, it was it was a complete seesaw game. But ultimately, look, the rock star, I think, this year does it better than anyone. He finds a way to win games. Look, when he's at his brilliant best, he is unreal to watch. But he finds a way when he's not in that top gear. Two years ago, there's no way he wins some of the games he wins this year, but he has added this to his game, which makes him a huge, huge danger in anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw some statistic work a couple of weeks back. I think it might have been from Lendl FDI, who examined players losing with a lower, players winning with a lower average in their ability to do that. Joe Collins done that more than anybody else on tour this year. The player you normally associate that with is James Wade. I think he was fourth on that list. But Joe Collins has just turned into this absolute demon in pinching games and nicking games. And when you consider Joe Collins' early years on TV, let's, let's be honest, until two years ago, he didn't have a win at the World Championship.
2: Yeah.
1: Because those those results of those games were just going the opposite way. They, they were getting pinched from underneath him sort of thing, or there was an issue in getting over that line. But now he has got over that line. Joe Collin is just so assured and so calm, which isn't something that 18 months ago you'd have ever associated with Joe collum I don't think that's disrespectful to say. He did have a
0: tendency to, to not be able to do that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And look, it, it, it's great to see that he's added that to his game.
1: Well, we've seen what it does to Rob Cross's game because when you examine his major wins, I think he's been at the top of his game once. The others have all been one with his B game. Joe Cullen picked up a European tour the other week and said it was with his B game. And if you can move with your P game, you're in a lot better place than if you can't. So, yeah, most definitely i throw back to Charles' comment as well. It's a major winner. He deserves to get in. Danny Knopfler. No such thing as a major, mate. Come on, play the game. You've been doing it long enough. They're all and TV right. titles.
0: And last year, when Rob Cross was left out, that cycle was broken. Again. Yeah. No, that's to be fair. But beforehand, Nico was left out because of the way the selection was done at the time. But as in the timings of when they picked the Premier League back then. So... A little bit different, but although granted, still a major winner. Um, but last year, when when they left cross out that that cycle and that myth was then broken.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it will be interesting to see which way they go this year because I despise the format. <laughs> On to uh, the first of four matches that involved our seeded players, and considering they were pretty much comfortable the night before Jose de Sousa was the only man to fall to a fantastic Adrian Lewis. Um, the seeds struggled on night two, the seeds really struggled on night two. Um, first of all, Daryl Gurney beating Rob Cross, a superb performance from Super Chin. He just seems to have added that aggression back to his game and that makes him far more dangerous.
0: Well, yeah, the, the the clip, the clip obviously we've, we've got a clip for this one, is also very good because he talks about it, how the PDC have priced ang- angry Daryl out of the market.
1: They've only priced angry Daryl out of the market if he's not winning. They they price first round exit loss angry Daryl out of the market because then you take such a large percentage of you winning. If you're winning majors, you can be angry Daryl. Because you're earning enough. Here you go. Have an extra five percent towards your Christmas, (laughs) Christmas party at the DRA. I think is the logic about it. But there's still that there's there's that edginess to his game again, right now, isn't there? There's that that little bit more intensity. It's not quite the angry, aggressive Daryl that we saw a couple of years ago. I don't think he ever really crossed the line in anything, but I do think that a big, big turning point in players' approach to the game will have been the Gerwin Price incident with Gary Anderson at the Grand Slam. And seeing the size of the fight and everything that goes with it to try and stamp that out of the game just that little bit. Yeah,
0: Um,
1: Rob Cross, before we do listen to the Daryl Burney clip, um, first, the way he started the first set, ridiculously good, manages to find a way to lose it, wins the second set pretty comfortable, doesn't get anywhere near Daryl in the third. It's been a little bit of an up and down year for Rob Cross. We keep seeing that there are signs that he is returning to the player that just took the darting world by storm in in his first 18 months as a tour card holder. We're saying that about a lot of players right now though, and they all sort of need that break to go deep in the tournament and they're all sort of not getting it because the field is so competitive right now.
0: It is, but also this wasn't a surprise for me, and I, I think I put it in one of the pieces I did for site yesterday, that Rob Cross's record in this tournament is horrific. He genuinely struggles to get his head around it. So th- this wasn't a huge surprise for me. Look, look, this was one of the most 50-50 games to call
1: of the entire tournament, despite the fact Rob Cross is seeding and despite the fact that Daryl Gurney is currently ranked world number 25 i think there have been signs of improvement in performance of both of them as well but when you throw in that record at this tournament we're definitely going to talk records in a minute as well by the way in the next game um it, it is interesting to see right let's hear them from Daryl gurney it's quite a long clip from him but he does say plenty worthwhile things so have a listen to Daryl in his post-match press conference with the ginger man right there
2: well i mean matt tells me all the time get nasty and to be honest, uh, I'm a dad now, of a four-year-old, and uh, I mean, I keep on blaming the PDC for it, but I keep on saying that the PDC has killed, killed uh, nasty, girl because I can't do it uh, be nasty anymore because the fines are too expensive, and then at the same time, then I've got a four-year-old son, four-year-old son, and I, I, I've lost my, uh, I've lost that way, but whenever. Uh, Rob was given off after the first set, and then I got I got angry I got angry at myself because he was getting angry about my manager for some reason. I don't know what happened between them two. And then I thought, well, I mean, how many times he's beat me? I thought, I mean, he shouldn't be really giving off. I'm thinking I should be more angry at him. And then I, I, I kind of lit a fire inside me. But then it didn't matter because he destroyed me in the second set. But, um, you yeah, know, yeah, I'm 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 trying to get the the nastiness, the anger back, uh, but it's really really hard whenever um, there's fines coming your way and you've got a four year old
0: and you have to show them uh, something more than anger. So yeah, it's hard work for me. Just on Rob getting annoyed. There was that what the point was at the first break because we saw you point over to the yeah, to no. the family area.
2: Yeah, no, there was something happened, but I knew something annoyed him, and then I was trying to figure out well. I haven't done nothing, so obviously it's coming from this, uh, no, from my management. And uh, so I, I, I don't know what's going on. And then I thought to myself, well, the many times he's beat me, um, and now I'm in front, and now he's giving off. I thought, well, maybe he's looking for a, you no, know, a sad story kind of thing. And I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to let him away with it. And then I got, I was furious going into the break. Whenever it was a proper first set. And, uh, yeah, whatever happened, I mean, I I left there now and Matt and him was having words down in the smoking area, so I don't know what's going on, but it was nothing to do with me. Well, Matt's walked in there now, and his face isn't bruised, so it's all right.
0: Hi, it's Johnny Clayton. Boyle Sports are offering price boosts on the full house market on every player, every match. That's to win the match, Hit the most 180s and the highest checkout in the Ball Sports World Grand
3: Prix.
1: In the what area, Daryl? In the what area? <laughs> Let's move on swiftly from that one. Look, I don't know what happened. Really, don't want to speculate. But as the game got, as the night wore on, that crowd got thinner and thinner. And when you can distinguish sounds from the crowd. Maybe, maybe Rob heard
0: something. Yeah, look, it, it, and 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 it's not, and it's not a bad crowd either. That they they've not been booing or jeering. They're, they're genuinely cheering players on. But like you say, where it's so sparse, you can hear everything. So no, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not the crowd's fault. Well, I know we've hammered crowds before, but this is then genuinely just cheering like they would normally. But it's yeah. being heard. Well.
1: Not the crowd's fault in the main part. The final game of the night was definitely the crowd's fault because I can audibly tell you what the crowd said. It also happened in this next game as well, on match darts, uh, but it did not make a difference to Martin Lukeman who does defeat James Wade. I did some stats digging yesterday, and I'm still absolutely staggered by this. James Wade has won this tournament twice before. He is renowned for being a clutch double hitter, yet in his last eight appearances at the World Grand Prix. He has won just two matches. That's six first round exits in eight years now, two second round exits. How?
0: Why? How Phil, Phil how? I don't I don't get that like the first set he was horrific yesterday. Absolutely horrific. Never, he um, was,
1: <laughs> Stuart Pike was a little bit brutal in his assessment of the game at one point, but he did say look, it's the second leg and he's averaging thirty four.
0: Yeah. Um, it's just so un-James Wade-like because, like we say, tops and tens, Wadey's den, and, and that's what it is. But there is something just missing with this tournament and it shouldn't be because he is superb on the outer ring. Look, I'm not sure his prep was the best. Like, he did an amazing charity event, but t- the timing of the event maybe not the best.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sure,
0: surely you want your prep and all focus on the on the tournament. So yeah, look, it's an amazing thing he's done. But maybe you schedule a little bit better.
1: Potentially. Maybe just a couple of days earlier, give yourself just a couple of days or a few hours on the dartboard. Uh Mike however, Phil, his first ever win on TV. Um his year keeps getting better and better right now. Uh, a massive improvement on where he was this time last year as well. Um, takes out James Wade. Even when Wade is fighting back, you're still looking at it going, well, Lukeman's the better player here right now.
0: Yeah, he's a character as well. The, the clip that we're going to play in a minute, he is he is a character. Um, look, he gambled everything, gave up work because he couldn't... He said he did the first year on tour trying to do both, and he said, look, you can't do this. Um... Give it all up, but this year he has been sensational. And it, the interesting bit that he used James Wade's winning interview from the match play as
4: motivation.
1: Yeah, well, if you're going to tease it like that, Phil, I ain't got a choice but to play it now. Let's hear from Michael.
4: I didn't. I didn't take much from the match play to be fair. The European tours this year has done me the world of good, and it's just kicking me on now. Now these stages the same, different colours, different sponsors. It doesn't matter. It's a stage now. What, last year, what'd I have, nine grand, nine and a half grand? I was fighting for my tour card at the beginning of the year. And yeah, of course it is. I, I put the work in. I don't want to go back to building sites and that. I don't want to be getting up at five o'clock in the morning, getting home at five in the afternoon. I want to do this. It's a good job. I enjoy it. I love darts. I'm up for a battle. I'm going to get in the little nitty-gritty nitty things. But yeah, I'm, I'm up. I'm game on. Let's have it. I don't know. I can, I can win some of these. I know I can. And, you know, you win one, then it goes to two, three, and you just get your confidence to keep going on. I've been world-class players this year. Top ten, I've probably had five of them this year in all different competitions, you know. I know I can do it. Yeah, after his interview, yeah. You know, I bigged him up. But, um, look, I'm not going to get in tit-tat-tit. I'm not going to do this for you lot. But, yeah, yeah, it was. It was great revenge. Yeah, 100%. One, he was absolutely itching to do that with you. We all absolutely know
1: it. There's definitely somebody behind him going, "Don't you dare!" Because I know what you're like when you get started. And two, <laughs> he's gone from one win on TV to he's just won three majors,
0: according to himself. <laughs> oh, look, I, I, I love him to bits. I love his confidence. I love him as a character. And yeah, he, he said off camera before he went there, his his wife was like, "Don't say anything stupid." <laughs> Behind every
1: good man is a strong woman. <laughs> Matt and Gabu gets that. Oi, Matt, drop a message. But like, oi, you've got to give us something next time because if he goes off a bit, I reckon that will be absolutely hilarious. Uh, Philip says it's not always pretty from Luke Mundy, just continuing to win games at the minute. That's what it's about. You ain't gonna look pretty. Stoke were the one of the best football teams in the world at one point. Maybe not that far, but. They certainly could give everybody a go. Peter Crouch just quoted the other day, saying that in their prime at the Britannia, Stoke could have beaten Barcelona. And do you know what, Phil? I actually agree with him. If the conditions yeah, are right, Stoke could have yeah. turned that Barcelona side over. Martin Lukeman is the Stoke of Peter Crouch era. That's where well, we're yeah. going with it. He's turning people over. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, penultimate game of the night. And we've seen this one, what feels like every single major this year, or TV tournament, shall we say. Uh, Gerwin Price against Martin Schindler. Once again, I don't think Schindler's done an awful lot wrong. But Gerwin Price just had too much for him.
0: Yeah, look, we've, we've said it before and we'll say it again. There are danger signs for everyone else that, that Gezi is getting back to that imperious best that won him the, the world title. And look, I think he's a, more of a danger here because he has set plans on what he's doing. There's no panic. Like we spoke about Manners Rasma when he's firing around the board, hoping for a double. With Gezi, there are clear plans and clear intentions. It's tops, 10s and 12s, and he's not deviating from that at all. And the fact that he's one of the best tops, 10s and 12s hitters in the world anyway gives him a huge chance. And the scoring phase of his game yesterday was unreal. Yes, he mucked around on the finishing doubles, but that scoring phase was sensational.
1: Yeah, there is something to be said about the fact that he's doing very little travelling around the board. He knows exactly where he wants to be, start, finish, end, finish. And he does an awful lot to make sure that he stays in those segments as well. We've started to see him use double 16 and double eight, just that little bit more at the minute under absolute pressure. Um, But not the best. I mean, I have just said that Martin Schindler has done an awful lot wrong in this. He was one from 13 on the outer ring to finish. I thought other than that, he he kept pace as as well as he could. Um, But again, much like Gabriel Clemens, he's just, you're waiting for that big performance on TV from him, aren't you? And to sustain it as well, not just the, the one-off against Price that we saw at the Grand Slam, for instance, in the group stage in a race to fall. He needs to do it over a, a longer distance over a quality player.
0: Yeah, and Philip said about his tactics on, on top all the time yesterday. Look, I didn't get it because, it, well, like you say, it wasn't working, so he, but he didn't have a clear plan B. Correct.
1: An interesting tweet I've just seen from Nathan Aspinall, by the way. We're certainly going to talk about that in a couple of moments. Um, let's listen to Gezi, then we'll hear from Nathan and we'll talk about that one. And then we'll discuss the tweet he just put up as well. So here is he's going, pricing his first match press conference.
0: Yeah, but he hasn't, though. I, t- wait until this tournament's over, you know, and... Peter's been absolute rubbish this year. I mean, I, I'm not chasing the world number one. If you want it, he can have it. But I'm sure over the next couple of months, I'll get it back. But, yeah, I, I think Peter knows he's number three in the world. And, yeah, Michael's in number two and I'm number one. But, you know, talk is cheap. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan.
1: Look, even if the top three are playing crap darts, the fact they've all decided to wake up and choose violence again right now is very, very good. And well, it's very, very good for us to sit here and talk about it. You know my thoughts about keep your mouth shut until you've done something and these boys are all going off after round one. Um, at least wait until you're in the tournament or about to play each other and then have the chance to back it up because nothing would be more embarrassing than being one of the top three players in the world and falling before you even get a chance to play against each other because that's what we want to see now there is a chance that if these guys keep running into each other at the back end of the tournament, this war of words, this, this mind game arena starts to go to, a, to an even higher level, Phil Taylor-esque when he was just tearing through people. And you've got the, the Gary MVG era, seventeen eighteen, when there was that discussion about who is the best player in the world. And is it Gary Anderson? Because he keeps getting the better of Michael, but he doesn't play Euro tours and is a bit more selective. So, He's not doing the full calendar. I think all three are that selective at the minute. They're just going to keep changing hands and, and
0: firing off against each other. Oh, yeah, look, it was it was shot. As soon as Peter did his little one the day before, it was always going to be shots fired because whether they admit it or not, or whether they listen to it, they get told what other players are being, what's being said, it is the thing. Gazzy knew every word that Peter had said. Maybe he's just a really big fan of the channel, Phil. Don't don't put us
1: down like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Final game of the session. I was going to say night, but it started in the night and finished in the morning, Um, which feels like a good time to tell you what Nathan Aspen was just tweeted. Happy to get the win last night against a great lad and dark player in Smithy. Both were nowhere near our best, but it's never ideal walking out just before midnight on a Tuesday. Lol. Days rest today,
0: then we go again against Noppa on Thursday. Um, fair point. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> completely, like, he, he didn't hide from it even when he was asked about it. He was like, yeah, no, it's, it's not ideal. It, it's the thing. And it's, I'm not sure it's right for the crowd as well. That On a school night, people are paid their hard-earned money and they have to work the next day. And it's just like this decision just needs to be bad. I know we, we spoke about it earlier. Your, your main event of the night, and arguably the rand, people may say Dirk and Johnny, but it's certainly in the top two. Going on that late does not make sense because there will not be eyes on the product. And especially the Europeans as well. They're an hour in front of us. They certainly would have been in bed. Well, that was part of the
1: consideration as to why we've moved and we're now discussing this at 10 past nine in the morning rather than at the close of play last night. Look, we would love to market this show as the instant post-match reaction show and the only one that exists, but it made absolutely no sense for us to sit there and talk to it unless we were suddenly going to get an influx of friends from across the pond watching And I don't think that would have covered enough to warrant doing it. Hopefully, there's enough of you sitting watching uh,
0: at the minute on your way to work. Or- Hi, it's Gavin Price. Boyle Sports are offering price boosts on every full house market, on every player, every match. That's to win the match, hit the most 180s, and the highest checkout in the Boyle Sports World Grand Prix.
1: Or or whatever. Um, But yeah, look, we discussed schedule at the start of this one. It makes absolutely no sense. But what it did do was highlight the fact that there was a couple of little for want of a better word and it's definitely not past the watershed dickheads in the crowd last night audibly you can hear what they're shouting through the tv through the tv like i just don't get it there was a, definitely a shout on lukeman's 98 when he hits the first treble 20 saying you sh something i'm not gonna swear anymore that was definitely audible and then there was 100 multiple shouts towards Nathan Aspinall um, as he's going with the opportunity to wrap up the second set and win this match 2-0 and get everybody home 10 minutes earlier. Um, But you know they're absolute idiots because they started chanting England, England, England in support of Michael Smith, when Nathan Aspinall is also English. (laughs) Excellent work, people. Keep up the good job. Yeah. In terms of the match, though, look, given what I've just said, I don't think it would be harsh to say that Marcus Smith was fortunate to get a set. He started very, very slowly, struggled to get in as efficiently as as Nathan Aspinall did. Um, And even when the pressure came from the crowd, even when Aspinall did miss those darts to win set two.
0: I didn't see another winner in this. No, I, I'm I'm with you. Look, Aspinall was sensational from from start to finish and, and Thorough deserved the win. He was the better player, That there's no question. And it was only his mistakes that allowed Michael Smith into the game.
1: Yeah, 100%. But it was Nathan Aspinall that gets over line. Let's hear from the Asp. And then we'll give you our predictions, just scores, no messing around Phil, we're, we're not we're not going into detail by the way, I warned Liam of this the other day, just numbers for our predictions so we can get you guys back to work or whatever it's you're doing and also be off in time ready for the Smodus Super Series to start on our channel as well. And this one is Nathan Aspinall.
3: And obviously with my wrist, I thought my career was over and, and that was it, I was going back, you know. Working uh, tax bills out for people, but um, you know that that's how I felt. Um, I thought my career was over, but um, I've had this lifeline, and I feel rejuvenated. I've got the hunger back. I feel like I felt 2018 when I just won my tour card. I want to prove to everyone that I can be good. Um, and you know, I think the results are you know speaking volumes. You know, I've won two pro tours. God knows how many semifinals in European tours. Can I go over that line? <laughs> But now I have got that hunger back and practicing. Like now, I can actually practice for more than an hour because my wrist is like probably ne- like nearly back to full. Um, I can do three, four hours a day practice, which is what I'm about. Um, and yeah, you know Nathan's not not far off being his best. And listen, I've got a holiday booked in January, January the 9th, But I will, I want to cancel that holiday because I want to go in So that's where my heads at.
0: i mean, you'd like that one go
1: do i do i even if i I speak if i speak i think let's just jose marini at that moment and um move on Uh, a quick discussion um about this do we know if there'll be more fans in attendance today I um, don't know the exact numbers. I know we were t- I was told on Monday night show that they will get better throughout the week, whether or not that happens right. today because of the
0: rail strikes is yet to be seen. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is pretty much sold out, I believe.
1: So it's just tonight we've got to be that little bit weary with – I know there's issues with the train because I will be there Thursday night. Um <laughs> Last, which, by the way, the last train back, adding to the discussion about the crowds, was quarter to midnight From someone like me who lives beyond Leicester. So, um, maybe that was a, something to take into account earlier in the week. Right, four games tonight. This is such a weird way of doing this. <laughs> Normally, it's oh, four games tomorrow. What are we looking forward to? Four games this evening, Philip, um, to look forward to. Um, starting with a very
0: interesting clash between Adrian Lewis and Chris Dobie. Score prediction, please. First to three now, isn't it? I'm just checking. I haven't looked at the...
1: I think so, too. I was waiting for you to tell me the number to confirm what the format is. Two,
0: two seconds. <laughs> it's only the
1: three on the GDC.
0: Um... I'm pretty sure Doesn't... it's first to three. Pretty sure it's first no. to three. Two seconds. It's throwing me in the morning. Literally, I've literally walked, got out of bed, and sat on my laptop. <laughs> Chat room, first to three. Isn't it?
1: Bueller. Bueller. Oh my god! It's a morning. Be real as well. For a, this is going to be a first. We're going to do a fall Bar.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, first, first to three. Have, um, right, so Adrian Lewis Chris Doby, I'm going three two Chris Doby We're going all the way and you just knocked out Jackpot.
1: Ooh I mean they're both excellent in the first round. Um yeah. I'm gonna be different to you because you're always very wrong. Uh, so I'm gonna say Adrian Lewis wins this one three one Uh, Game number two, uh, we have the reigning world champion and the number one in waiting, shall we say, as long as he reaches at least the final. Uh, Gerwin Price would have to win the tournament and still not do enough to return to world number one at the end of this week. Um, Peter Wright against Christopher Tyson. 3-0, right? 3-1 to Peter Wright. Uh, Marco Van Gerwen against Stephen Bunting. Do I need to ask three, you? 3-1 MBG.
0: Ooh, shock.
1: <laughs> Ooh, friends. I'm going to chuck an upset in there. Bunting wins 3-1. And Johnny Clayton against Dimitri Vandenberg to close out the night with a
0: start time of 10pm, which should mean we're done just before 11. <laughs> um, Because of it's song last, Johnny Clayton 3-1. Some practice.
1: Some practice. Uh, I'm going to go Clayton as well. I was quite impressed with the first round. dimmy um, has got that slight moderation in his equipment. Um, said in his interview, he's comfortable with them, but they do that that little bit chunkier, which takes some time to adjust into. So I'm going to say the same scoreline as well. Johnny Clayton beats Dimitri Vandenberg three-one. So you know what that means, everybody at home. Put your hats Dimitri. on, Dimitri. Dimitri. Dimitri wins uh big thanks to everybody that's joined us this morning for the show and to phil for joining us no doubt in his pajamas uh from his hotel room in leicester uh hopefully you have a great day once again go and get us some more content i will see you maybe tomorrow afternoon definitely tomorrow evening we'll discuss lunch at another point um yeah the boss man get it on that company card you know (laughs) Uh, big thanks to everyone that's joined us in the chat room if you do want more darts don't forget, the Moda Super Series goes live very, very shortly on this channel. Uh Paul Nicholson in the booth, I believe, with Chris Murphy? Yeah. Yeah, Henry's got some time off now. Um Live from 7 o'clock on Sky this evening once again. If you don't want to listen to any of the player interviews in full, they're on our YouTube channel right now. And don't forget to jump over onto our socials to keep up with everything throughout the day. We'll have some more um previews for you on there um some recommended bets if you do like a flutter but do remember to gamble responsibly with our partners and friends at Boyle sports a big big thank you to everybody for watching Uh, we'll be back with the fallout bar at the close of play this evening promise you we will not be moving it to the morning once again and we'll speak to you very very soon cheers
0: At Boil Sports, we are taking darts to the next level. Bet £10 on the Boil Sports World Grand Prix, and new customers will get £20 in free bets. Customers can also enjoy the daily full house price boosts on every player and every match. Boil Sports, this
1: is betting.